Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Dating Relationship Show 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host. I'm also the founder of singleinthecity.ca. Now, guys, Valentine's Day is just a week away now, and we want to get you in the mood for it tonight, whether you're single or attached. Tonight, I'm joined by Karen Solomon, a speaker and relationship coach who guides women and men to create fulfilling lives after divorce or a huge life transition. She's also the author of Sexy Sassy and Starting Over, available on Amazon. Tonight, we'll be chatting about how you can enjoy Valentine's Day as a single person, The things to avoid if you've recently gone through a breakup and how couples can add a little spice to their relationship. Ooh, I'm looking forward to that conversation. (laughs) There's a little something for everyone in tonight's show. So stick around and celebrate Valentine's Day with us. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Karen, or me anyway. (laughs) But the entire world, how's it going, Karen? Hey, Laura. I'm doing just fine. I think I have better weather than you do. I live in San Diego, I California. Think so too. Don't rub it yeah. in, Karen. Well, coming it's like from minus, like, I don't know, 23 here, something craziness. I paid my dues being from New England. Anyway, um, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here, Laura. I can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, so let's dive in and talk about something that you put a big focus on life after divorce or a breakup. Now, Valentine's as we know, it can be really, you know, tough you know, for some people, especially if, uh, you know, you may have found yourself recently single. Um, you know, it can be tempting to get in touch with your recent ex because of the nature of this day. Let's chat a little bit about why you should do this, you know, and other behaviors that you should avoid at this time. Um, sure. It's interesting when you were just saying that about getting in touch with your ex, you know, recently, we've all been there. We've all had that temptation. Mm-hmm. So used to, I mean, I was in an almost two decade marriage and he's a great guy, but we were just done being romantic. It just wasn't happening anymore. But boy, the impulse on holidays was like the gut response was reach for the phone, do it. But you've, it, it's like at some point you have to stop going on that impulse. And it's um, because there's a reason why it ended. Whatever the reason, it ended. So my vote is that you do whatever you can to keep moving forward. Or some people, like it's funny, you know, because it's not just Valentine's Day. It can be Christmas, too. brings up a lot of, a lot of um, stress for people. A lot of people will break up after the holidays, deliberately put, it, put that off. But you know what? Valentine's Day is a special day. It's a romantic holiday. It's a sexy holiday. It's a Hallmark holiday. <laughs> Why don't we get a day of- off that it's a holiday? Why don't we get off? <laughs> We need a day off on Valentine's Day. We need a day off on Valentine's Day. Well, if it falls on a Sunday. Anyway, um, but, but really there's so much pressure put on us that, oh, it's Valentine's Day. What if he doesn't bring me a rose? And what if I don't have somebody to even to say happy Valentine and to be my Valentine? I think my favorite Valentine's Day, Laura, was when I was an elementary school teacher way back in the day because I got more Valentines as an elementary school teacher. <laughs> I never felt it was really sweet. But quite sincerely, you know, that recent ex, ooh, that can be painful. So guess what? It doesn't mean jump into something new right away. It means the new relationship might be with you. You know, it's like there's a reason you're not with that person. And maybe you got to figure out who you are before you bring in another person so that you're not going on, as they say, rebound. 
rebound relationship is if you haven't done the emotional clearing, the ending, the completion. I mean, I like to tell my clients, you know, it's like just because the relationship is finished doesn't mean you're complete with it. You've got some work mm-hmm. to do. But let's yeah. go back to Valentine's Day. I've got all kinds of things that I can suggest for singles or couples. Laura, where would you like to chart to start? <laughs> well, I want to before we even get into that, Karen. I want to talk about you know some some of the work that people can do to heal themselves. You know, so that you know Valentine's Day may be not such a negative one for them. I know we only have a week away. But what are some things that they can work on at home to to start the healing? The most important thing is to start loving yourself no matter what happened. It happened. Keyword. Past tense. It happened. Oh, so you could flog yourself or want to make them wrong or go talk to your friends about what a horrible person they are or a horrible person you think you are. It doesn't matter. It's all in the past. But what you can do is decide that, oh, geez, you know, I was there. I had that reality happen in my world. How do I not create that reality again? Or how do I do it a new way? And maybe you need to take a little time to become your own best friend, your own lover. That's an exercise I can talk about about that. Um, but really, how about being your own Valentine if you're newly single? Because I know, you know, Laura, one of the things is the expectation of a holiday. You know, you've turned on the commercials on television. The, you know, everywhere you turn, there's great big hearts. I mean, Christmas is barely over, and they've got the big hearts floating all over the, the grocery stores and the drug stores. And, you know, it's like, oh, come buy our stuff for Valentine's Day. There's a lot of cultural pressure. And so why not say, how am I going to set myself up to have a wonderful Valentine's Day? And that can look Mm. a lot of ways. You know, I know um, when I'm single, Valentine's Day can feel really lonely. So I make sure I build in some things. So living near the beach gives me a wonderful kind of built-in solace. You know, like it's okay for me to go to the beach by myself. I'm not sitting at a restaurant looking at couples everywhere. I can just walk on the beach. I can write in my journal. I can listen to a podcast. I can just take pictures of a sunset. But the beach is a way that I treat myself if I'm by myself and feeling lonely. And so that would be one. But but what would it be for you? What if you scheduled yourself a massage on Valentine's? Oh, yeah. Or a facial? How about some self-tampering? Or take one of your single friends with you. But plan your own Valentine's Day. Plan to have a Valentine's Day. You know what? Last Valentine's Day I was traveling and I was with some girlfriends. And one of my friends made a gorgeous Valentine's dinner for four women. It was so sweet because even though people were coupled, we were all there without our partners at the time in Mexico. And we just walked in and she had little hearts for us and a cake and a dinner and champagne. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is one of the most beautiful Valentine dinners I've ever had. Because there were no expectations. And Laura, I think that's where we get in trouble on Valentine's Day. We have an expectation, whether we're single or coupled. Yes, Karen. And I do want to get into expectations in in a little while. But I also want to just uh, continue on this and maybe give a few more self-love practices um, and things that you can do on Valentine's Day for yourself. And I love everything you shared, you know, like finding things that you like to do, like pampering yourself, going to the beach, right? That's something I would be doing, going to the beach. If I live by one, Karen, but unfortunately I don't. (laughs) You're in California, so lucky you. Um, Also, how about like stop comparing yourself to other people, you know, because there are a lot of people out there, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, Karen, that 
would trade places, you know, with you and celebrate Valentine's Day um, alone because not everybody's in a happy relationship, right? So you have to keep in mind you're better off being solo until you find, you know, that right person that really complements your life. Um, I agree with you. I agree with you, Laura. I mean, and I think that we tend to settle the people and we tend to use excuses like, it's Valentine's Day, I need to be with somebody, and we come from a needy place. And then we, you know, and then we, we go, oh, he brought me, you know, this gift or that gift, or we had such a beautiful Valentine's Day. But the truth was, especially if that happens too soon in a relationship, it's not based on a foundation, Laura, right? And so you might not have even looked at all of the other things to look at. And you're just saying, oh, let's have a Valentine's Day. And it's not the only day of the year, right? And we also have to understand, right, that there are a lot less fortunate people in the world than you or us. So you may be depressed about not having a partner in your life, but how about all those other people that are so less fortunate, you know? Another thing that you can do is to, you know, do something special for somebody else. Give a gift to someone in need or volunteer your time at a homeless shelter. You know, that's also another little tip that I love to give every year. And guys, I want you to commit, right, to understanding who you need to be to love yourself fully and to attract a partner who can also love you for who you are. Because when we start to value ourselves fully, the people in our lives naturally start to show up in a different way by also recognizing our worth. Don't you agree with that, Karen? Well, yeah, and I think especially since we started talking about, you know, a recent breakup or you're single, I mean, sometimes we define ourselves by our partners. So we become, I'm a wife, I'm a mother, I'm a this way, and maybe you're not that. It's not, the parameters aren't there anymore. You know, all of that is gone. But I really like what you said about let's focus on the good. Let's give some gratitude. The fact that people are even listening to this radio station or that we're talking about it, this is a really high-class choice that we have, right? That we can spend our time talking about these very wonderful things, to, you know, to have Valentine's Day or not. And as you were saying, there's people so much less fortunate. And I know that when, I, and when I'm having a little pity party with myself, it will be, that's a time when it is time to call someone less fortunate or go make a difference. Or sometimes just go downtown San Diego. There's a lot of homeless people. I will literally take a warm sweater or something and go and part with it and give it to somebody or give away socks. I mean, it sounds funny, but I feel so much better about myself when I can be generous. Um, also, another thing that just came to my mind um, is, is writing yourself an appreciation. No, you know, I've done this too when I've been feeling down about myself and, you know, maybe, you know, we're, we're all human. So we go through crap in our lives, right? So take some time to write down all of the things that you like about yourself, you know, by focusing on the positive aspects of your life. And this way you'll be able to um, create more gratitude for yourself. Okay, we need to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be chatting about how you can enjoy Valentine's Day solo. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640. I'm your host, Laura Bilotta, with relationship coach Karen Solomon, getting right back into our discussion on celebrating Valentine's Day when single. Being single on Valentine's Day, guys, doesn't mean it has to be a sad day or you have to spend it feeling sorry for yourself. 
I mean, I've had so many great Valentine's Day experiences over the years when I wasn't in a relationship. And this can be a day to love yourself, you know, love yourself, love your family, love your friends. And Karen, I know you have another amazing tip that you want to share with our audience on how you can make that Valentine's Day a special one when you are spending it alone. I do. You know, Laura, what I'd really like is a whole hour to explain this one, but since we have just a few moments, I call this the visiting dignitary date, okay? And guess what? Mm -hmm. You're going to get ready for the best date of your life. And I'm going to tell you, in my Sexy, Sassy, and Starting Over book, this is written out in detail, exactly how to do this. But really, basically, you're going to prepare as if you're preparing for the hottest date you could ever imagine. You prepare your body and your senses. You have something wonderful to maybe your favorite wine or something else that you like to drink, some beautiful smelling flowers or your favorite perfume and and wonderful music and chocolate, whatever it is that would make your day perfect. Gorgeous flowers, of course. Did I say that once? Probably said it twice. That's one of my love languages. Ah, flowers. But anyway, the truth is get yourself ready for that date. And what if, what if at the last minute that date doesn't show up, they got hung up at some airport somewhere and you are actually your own date. So I'll let you take it from there and imagine how that could look. And it might look like eating popcorn and watching a movie. It might look like having a wonderful sensual time with yourself. It might look like doing anything you enjoy. But that was just a possibility if you're, if you're with yourself How about becoming your own best friend and partner? Because that is what becomes the most attractive to to your future partner is you loving yourself that much. Oh, I love all of that. I love it. That's so amazing. Um, And that's something that is also shared in your book, I believe. Yes, in much more detail. (laughs) Let's talk about those people who are spending Valentine's Day alone. Um, I always think, too, that it's better to be single and learn to be happy about it than to be in a relationship that doesn't fulfill you, right? Don't you agree with that? Because how many people sit there in, like, these horrible relationships, toxic relationships, and they just don't know how to climb out of them, you know? So, what, like, do you have any tips for people that may be going through uh, or struggling through a relationship and they're they're not sure whether or not they should be staying, leaving, or... What advice can we give them? Okay. Well, first of all, you know, Laura, we go to school to learn pretty much everything, right? We learn reading, writing, arithmetic, languages. We learn about our careers. We get degrees. And then there's relationship. I mean, I've done a whole curriculum in my mind, Kissing 101, Communication 101. (laughs) How about Mm -hmm. getting some tips by hiring a professional or reading some of the wonderful books or going to seminars online or in person. I know I personally have been studying Tantra and all kinds of other intimacy trainings for 30 years. Yes, I'm dating myself. But for real, it's like we didn't learn this stuff, so how do we, and many of us come from families that were divorced or whatever, so we didn't have good role models. Well, guess what? It's time, particularly if you've just left somebody in in a marriage, whether it was amicable or not amicable in your splitting up phase, you want to do something differently or you'll become the common denominator. Like I said to a client years ago, hey, do you want your fourth to be your final? He'd had three marriages that didn't go so well. And guess what? He was the common denominator. So maybe you want to work with a professional, work out some of your issues. You don't have to do it alone or just get in a support group or just call a girlfriend, call a guy friend. But just, I don't think you have to do it alone. And I think that's the thing, Laura. We think that we're supposed to know how to do everything when nobody ever taught us. You know what I mean? I think, too, we have to realize that 
we we are deserving of healthy love, right? And part of the problem um, when you're in a, a horrible relationship or toxic relationship is actually leaving. That's the hardest part. But um, I know that, you know, and I, people personally, that once they've left, it was like, <gasps> you know, that sigh of relief. <laughs> well, especially, when, especially when people say I'm staying together for the kids and then they finally break up and the kids are like, it's about time. <laughs> I've heard that so many times. You know, when the kids are older, I'm not talking about little children. And I understand why people do stay together. So with all due respect. But teenagers will say, mom and dad, uh, you guys haven't been getting along like forever. It's about time you're telling the truth. So it's kind of like when I say that, Laura, it's kind of like, who are you kidding? Everybody around you knows what's going on. And that's the other thing, by the way, is to surround yourself with people that you can be real with, you know, other couples that can help you stay on track. Community is a really powerful resource for keeping um, single people feeling on top of it, still having people in their lives, and for couples to help each other make sure that they continue to grow and be kind to each other. I love that about uh, surrounding yourself with family and friends. Um, and that, you know, I always say surround yourself with friends and family members that are in healthy and loving relationships. And this is, this is going to remind you that good love, right, is out there um, so that you can raise the bar of what you will accept in a relationship. I love that. I love that. Also, people who will tell you the truth, people who will Mm -hmm. say, you know, you're not thriving. What are you staying with that person for? People who will tell you the truth that don't necessarily, won't necessarily agree with you. Do you see what I'm saying? That's kind of why yeah. you get to hire a professional, Laura, because you're, a professional is not going to agree with you necessarily about how bad that person are, is no. or how bad you are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're going to be able to have a more, a more kind of a objective stance and go, uh, it sounds kind of this or that, like codependent or like you're settling or what's so bad about just one more day of the year, even though it happened to be February 14th. Right? There's tiny yeah, more days. There's nothing. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. There's nothing wrong with with getting help. I actually always encourage people to get help and reach out when they need it. And also, you know, we talk so much about self-love. And, you know, when, when you do really get back to self-love, right, um, you start believing that a partner should be lucky to be with you. That's the difference. And the more you believe that you deserve healthy love, the more you're, you're going to be able to spot those red flags or the, those warning bells, you know, and attract a more functional relationship. I remember when I was really young, Laura, a woman who I looked up to probably 20 years my senior, I think I was in my 20s, and she said to me when I was going through a heartbreak of some sort, she looked at me and she said, you know, you have to choose yourself don't you? You can't wait to be chosen. You have to choose yourself first, and then you can beat someone. And that kind of speaking to you, I think, I don't like being, I'm not willing to be in a 50-50 relationship. I want to be in a 100%, 100% relationship where each person takes full responsibility for who they are. Each person takes full responsibility for their behaviors, for their communication, for their mistakes, for their whatever, and each of them are coming together as two whole people rather than, oh, you complete me. Well, yeah, it'd be nice to have someone in your bed or someone to share your life with, but it doesn't mean you're not complete without them. It means it's more fun to share life with somebody, but maybe not the wrong somebody. Yeah, you need to be complete first before you go out and date. Well, I don't know. Let's talk about that, right? Because there are many opposing views from relationship and dating coaches, right? Some will say, 
You have to love yourself before anyone else can love you. You have to love yourself. You have to be whole and complete before you go out there and find love. And then there are those that don't agree with that. It was like, well, you don't necessarily have to completely love yourself because how many people truly love themselves but you just you need to be in a in in a good place in your life you know because sometimes people will come into our lives and actually make us better so what do you have to say about that okay i have a lot to say about this and that's that i know that you know i work with clients i work with couples i work with singles and we the first thing we always do is something i call the completion process that I got from a teacher who's now passed away, unfortunately, but I'm so grateful to Bill for this particular work because basically it's to complete the path to create a clean slate from uh, upon which you can move forward. But so there's two ways of thinking about this. First of all, Laura, I want to make sure people are not confusing the word dating with relationship. There's a very big difference. You know, when we're dating someone, we're checking them out. We're checking each other out. I might be dating a bunch of people. That doesn't mean I'm sleeping with a bunch of people. We have to be careful of the semantics. But I might be dating, and you know what? When I first was separated, I started to date, and I was really clear I was not relationship material yet. I wasn't even trying. I was like, you know what? I just need you to know I'm doing some research for myself right now. Are you open to meet me even though I'm fresh out of a marriage, but it's fun to meet new people? And I was really clear about that. And I think and that what, what, I'm not, just curious. What, were most people okay with it or not? Um, some were. People, you know, some really appreciated because, you know, one of the things that now I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit older. So I think there's different stages and different phases for all of us. But I'm not, I'm, I'm a person who believes in direct communication. I'm all about telling somebody exactly what I want um, because I think that. I love that. I am too, Karen. Yeah. I'm with you. And here's the thing. And that goes from literally something as superficial as I prefer red roses to yellow roses or yellow you know, peonies to whatever. I mean, I'm actually staring at a gorgeous bouquet of yellow tulips right now on my, on my dresser here. And it's like, I love yellow tulips. They make me smile. So if somebody brings me yellow mm-hmm. tulips on Valentine's Day, that might actually make me happier than red roses. <laughs> I love yellow. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. why, have him, why have my partner guess at what I like? Okay? I think it's wonderful that we can communicate. And, you know, a really funny thing, years ago, I'm a designer and I come from a family of my wedding planners and interior designers and floral designers, right? So I'm really good at that stuff. So my husband never brought me flowers. And I once said to him, how come you don't bring me flowers? And he said, you, are you kidding me? I wouldn't know what to get you. You're so good at flowers. And I said, Oh, oh I have, that's I have an excuse. No, it's not. It's great. He, was he didn't want to, Laura, he didn't want to lose with me. He wanted to win. Aww. So I gave him a way to win. I said, I have an idea. You know the flower store downtown? Barbara's shop? Go to Barbara's shop and tell her you want flowers for me whenever you're thinking about it. He would come home with the most unfreaking believable bouquet because she knew what I liked. Sometimes our partners do need a little guidance. Sometimes things are so clear to them. And wait, because sometimes I I feel like you can communicate something with them, you know, and I'm talking from a female perspective, talking to a male um, partner and, and like, it's, it's, I feel like it doesn't sink. It's almost like they need guidance. Like I need you, like when you're expecting things, but it's like, sometimes you need to tell them and they're like, Oh, okay, I'll go and do it. Right. And this isn't the first time I'm saying is I hear it from friends too, with their hubby. 
So here's what's true, because I'm an expert in this exact thing, the differences between men and women. Men actually would like to, we need them to run a menu. We don't particularly like surprises if there's surprises we don't like. Like if we hate Mexico and we love Hawaii and they just don't know that and they give us a surprise trip to Mexico, that's a bummer if they didn't know we hated it. So wouldn't it be nice if at the beginning of a relationship you start letting people know what you love and just take note? Mm -hmm. Why can't we come right out and say that? I just want you to know something. I actually don't like Italian food or I don't like, you know, red rose. Just, just let's just talk about what we both like, not to tell them to clobber them. Let's train each other. I don't like to be touched this way. I don't like to go to this or that. I would love you to please open the door for me. I don't want you to open the door for me. They can't read our minds. And I am speaking for women right now. Men don't read our minds. They want to know, just say it and just have it be okay. And for you younger women and younger men listening to this, just say it. Don't wait until 30 years from now when you think you have less time. Just say it. Just say it. I'm all about saying it. And when we come back, we'll be discussing Valentine's Day and new relationships. This is a fantastic show, so make sure you stay tuned. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It's Sunday night, one week away from Valentine's Day, and you're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640. I'm Laura Bellotta, joined by my guest, relationship coach Karen Solomon, getting back to our chat on how to celebrate Valentine's Day in a new relationship now. This is all about Valentine's Day today. I'm just loving this show. So, Karen, let's chat about Valentine's Day when you're in a newer relationship. Okay, let's just say maybe six months and under. Yeah. And you've just started seeing someone pretty much. So, yeah, within that time. So zero to six months. Um, How do you navigate it? Let's discuss this. Like, how do you think new couples should handle expectations? for Valentine's Day, because this is one that can get quite confusing for people. Do I buy this? Do I buy what if it's too little? What if it's too much? Oh, my goodness. Are they going to think that I really I'm in love with them and I'm not or or am I, you know, okay, this is a real mind of crazy. This is a really timely conversation. So here's the thing. Again, I, I need. okay, expectations and expectancy. There's a difference. If I expect that he's going to bring me a dozen long stem red roses and he's going to take me to a five-star dinner and instead he brings me half a dozen long stem red roses with some champagne and takes me to a different kind of a restaurant, then am I disappointed and upset? If I had the expectation it had to be a certain way, then I'm going to be upset. But what about if I'm in the expectancy that I'm going to be treated like a goddess, my word here, and I'm going to be treated like the lover he love that he's becoming to love and I'm going to be treated so beautifully. And in in exchange, I'm also going to be doing the same with him. Then it's the expectancy that it's going to be wonderful. It's very different. I know Laura, as a dating coach, I'm sure you talk to people all the time. You don't have to, you can get into trouble if you expect that person to have, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes and be six foot two and make this kind of money at this kind of a profession. And by the way, be a professional. (sighs) Right. But what about if we take off the expectation and say, hey, he's going to be totally attractive and meet all of your values and like that, but it might not be exactly what you expected. But I think it's important in a new relationship, to your point, Laura, and six months might actually be depending on how old you are. Like I know if I'm in a relationship for six months past the age of 50 or 60, 
that's a real relationship or I won't still be in it. Meaning we're probably for real if it's six months, because I know by now what the deal killers are. And I'll know a lot sooner than six months, but hopefully, but um, (laughs) if if it's a new relationship and your first Valentine's day, and if it's really new, like you didn't even navigate Christmas together or Hanukkah, whatever, meaning you didn't have to deal with the gift then. And this is like, uh Oh, we met over the holidays and now we're dating and we're lovers and it's wonderful. And it's Valentine's day. What do I do? Well, you might want to talk about it. Hey, I'm really aware the Valentine's is coming up, and I'm really aware that it's a time when people kind of go all out. And for me, Laura, and I am going to actually bring something up, and that's love languages, because that could be a really cool time to do your love languages together new in a relationship. The five love languages being quality time and touch and deeds of service and words of affirmation and gifts. You know what? For me personally, gifts are at the bottom of the road. Doesn't mean I don't love gifts. Are you kidding? Who doesn't love gifts? But if somebody doesn't give me gifts, it doesn't mean they don't love me in my world. But if they don't spend time with me and if they don't like to touch me and kiss me and cuddle me and give me all kinds of pleasure, then I'm not going to even be interested in him. So, but if I'm with somebody, Laura, that thinks gifts is the most important way to acknowledge them and then the partner doesn't get that and they don't get gifts, that person's not going to feel loved. So don't you think having that kind of a very simple conversation way before Valentine's Day is helpful? Because yeah, I me, totally agree. Right? You yeah. Know? And I mean, I, no, you don't. Also, yeah, go ahead. It also depends on how much money yeah. people have, right? Exactly. I mean, a, woman, mm-hmm. a woman, a young person might still be in college. He might be in grad school. He might still have student loans or whatever. And to expect that person to spend $500 on, you know, a wonderful or $1,000 on a weekend away for Valentine's Day and then say, oh, he doesn't love me. Well, interesting. You have to talk about what does love mean to you? So maybe Valentine's Day, whether you're two weeks into a relationship, two months, two years, is an opportunity to drop in more deeply in your connection. Wow, Valentine's Day, it brings up a lot of stuff for me. It brings up wondering if we're the ones together. And you know what? I know we've only started three months ago, but I don't want to waste your time or mine. Do you want to have a kid? I do. Or do you want to move to another country? I do. Yeah, those conversations should be had like right away, though. Like I wouldn't even wait on those. Like, do you want to move somewhere in your future? Do you want children? Like that's that's a conversation. That's a vetting. That's vetting. That's conversations that you should have really early on. And if you're if you feel like you're going to scare that person away by asking important questions that pertain to your future and what your, you know, what your goals and your values are, then guess what? They are not your person. They're not. Or you're not ready. You're not ready. If you're not willing to ask those questions, you're not ready for a relationship. Yeah. Or you could be afraid of the answer, but don't be afraid of the answer because it doesn't matter. You want the answers. You want to get them out ASAP. You don't want to waste any time, but you know, just to answer the question, right. On, on handling expectations. I think, too, I just wanted to chime in. You know, for a, a new couple, Valentine's Day can be really confusing, right? Um, you don't exactly. to make like an over-the-top gesture in case they don't do the same or, you know, and you scare them off or they, whatever. So I, I love what you said. So I totally agree with you on having a conversation about it so that, you know, you guys can be on the same page. This way you can save the embarrassment later on. And it also gives you something to look forward to. So I love that. And I just wanted to ask you something that you said. You said something like, 
my love language is physical touch, right? And for me, quality time. Because, Laura, for me, if somebody does not spend quality time with me, I could care less if they send me flowers. So, Karen, I have a question based on what you said prior about the love languages. So you said quality time, physical touch, your love languages – gifts not so much what but like how much do you expect like how much quality time do you expect how much touching because I mine's physical touch too but but you know sometimes I may expect too much physical touch like how much is too much how do we know well how do we gauge that most this is probably the most subjective conversation there is, Laura, because every single person is different. And then every person, I'm different in one relationship than I am in another. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. like for me, when I, all I can talk about is my experience and my clients' experiences. And that's that I want quality times obvious, meaning be able to have time with somebody, not just like you both go off and do your thing and come home and you're too tired to do anything. I want to snuggle. I want to talk. I, I'm, a, I'm a touchy person. I want to sleep. You know, I want to make love a lot. And if somebody is, isn't, isn't interested in that level of physical connection with me, it's probably not going to be a match. And that's something you know pretty, pretty early on because it's based on chemistry and how you operate together. But that's, again, talk about a vetting question. That's a vetting, it's a, it's a vetting experience. Wow, this guy yeah. didn't reach for my hand. Holding hands to me is one of the most intimate, wonderful things there is. Well, we need to take another break, and after the break, we'll be discussing how couples can add a little spice to their relationship on Valentine's Day. Couples, this one's for you. Stay with us. You're listening to The Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM 640. I'm Laura Bellotta, joined by my guest, relationship coach Karen Solomon. And we're getting back to our chat now on how established couples can make the most of Valentine's Day or make it spicy. So Valentine's Day is a great time to spice things up a bit for both of you. So let's talk about how you can increase intimacy and add a little spice to your relationship. What advice do you have for couples who want to do this? Well, the first thing is you can use Valentine's Day as a wonderful excuse to to have something fabulous to look forward to. Yeah. Wonderful excuse for that. Okay. So you've got Valentine's Day coming up. It's only a week away. Oh my, what are you going to do? Okay. How about you decide you're going to plan a wonderful thing? Like, okay, first of all, Every couple's in a different situation. Some are new, some are more seasoned, some have children in the house, some have children gone. How about you make sure there's a babysitter if you want to go out? How about you ask your parents or your neighbors if they will take your children for you so that you can have the house and have a wonderful, intimate time at home? Sometimes I'd prefer to be, especially on Valentine's Day, it's crowded in restaurants, it's still a pandemic, it's in the wintertime for many of you. I mean, sometimes... It's just so much hoopla, you know, it's like flowers are sold out. How about, how about just having a fabulous, yummy, romantic time together that you both prepare for? Maybe mm-hmm. one partner buys the other something yummy and sexy to wear. Maybe you buy a new perfume. But how about, again, like I was talking about for the singles, you're going to be each other's visiting dignitary, whether you've been together for two days, two months, two years, 20 years. Why not just find all of the romantic possibilities you can, the sexy possibilities, and, and just go for all of your senses? How about ask her what she wants? Ask him what he wants. If you're a same-sex couple, 
talk to your partner, find out what they want, and then deliver. But do it together and have some surprises, maybe not some surprises. But I say the more intimate, to me, it's much more intimate to stay home or to go to an Airbnb or a hotel than it is to go out into a noisy restaurant on a Valentine's Day. So you could do that another time. Say, I want you to take me out to a wonderful restaurant. Great, go to another time when it won't be so noisy and crowded. So how about that, Laura, for starters? I love it, you know, and any tips on, you know, like how to really spice things up? (laughs) Not even a question about how about, you know, it it depends who you are and what you've done. It depends (laughs) if you're into the white, pink or red Tantra, as we say in the Tantra world, (laughs) red being full out every sexual fantasy you can imagine, white being very sensual and sweet and intimate and soft music and candlelights. So if you like to be nice or naughty, either way, maybe you experiment. Maybe you try that sexual fantasy on. Maybe you ask each other, ooh, honey, what would you like more than anything on Valentine's Day? And, I mean, I could start making tons of suggestions, Laura, but everybody's different. I I just got this vision of wearing, like, this sexy little vixen outfit and putting on some heels and, like, turning the lights down and putting rose petals on the bed and, like, turning on the candles, lighting the candles and... But you have to prepare for that, right? So, it's, yeah. you, and, you, and you have to prepare your partner in a, however you want to. Going, honey, just so you know, whatever you're doing for Valentine's Day for me, I'll be delighted. But I have a surprise for you. So please make sure that you're bathed and ready for me at 8 o'clock. You see what I mean? You yeah. can set it up like that. And then you go and get yourself some hot, unbelievable outfit. And you're just going to get so turned on getting ready. You know, I, I was, anyway, I'll keep that story for the next, <laughs> I'm going to tell you a story. We probably don't have time for it, but, um, but, it was a, but it was a good one. I promise. But anyway, I bet. Well, we can tell it like, oh, why do you want to tell it now? No, I just, what, I don't think well, we have time just, for it, it was so much fun getting ready for this sexy date with my guy. It was so much fun getting ready. I was like, I shaved and I, you know, put my favorite perfume on and I got ready. I, I got myself beautiful. For okay, my and what, right? what was his reaction? What was his reaction? Well, first of all, I brought some very naughty. I know he likes really big heels and naughty, naughty clothing. So I brought my outfit over there. And so I went over there in jeans. I had my makeup on, but I went over there in jeans and I said, I'll be right out. And I handed him something. I had this unbelievably sexy pair of pants for him. And I just said, you can put this on and I'll be right out. And I, half an hour later, I was right out and he literally flipped. So my oh, heels were six, I had six inch heels on. So I was now eye to eye with him because he's about six inches. Tall. It was really a trip. And he would just, he flipped and it was a very hot night. So, you know, do something different. Cause you know what, here's the thing. I don't care how hot you were 20 years ago. It's not the same level of heat. You might still know how to give each other the best orgasms. You might still know each other. So well, and you might be naughty, but you know, and have some naughty history or whatever. But it's still that same person, the same smells, the same sights. And while as sweet as all that is, as one of my teachers says, the hottest thing is strange. So make yourself into strange that night. <laughs> be a version of yourself that's strange ass for him and for you, Mister. You do the same for her. You be a level of whether it's chivalrous or bossy or alpha or whatever it is you've got to be that is going to slay her. And I don't know what that looks like for you guys, but push the boundaries. It's really okay. And remember, 
If it doesn't work, it was good research. And if it worked, it was great research. Either way, you'll either do it again or you won't, but you learned something and hopefully got more turned on than you ever have. I want everyone to keep in mind, because we are nearing the end of the show, Valentine's is only one day of the year, right? And your partner's still there for 364 other days. Well, we need to keep that momentum going after Valentine's Day and keep it strong. So I want you guys to create rituals for connection to continue with. You know, this is a great way to demonstrate to your partner that you value the relationship and your bond is going to deepen over time. And this could be like creating rituals as simple as setting up a plan like every Friday or whatever to go to the, you know, dinner together, go to the gym or whatever it is. Because sometimes, guys, when you have kids, they come into the picture, it can be so easy for couples to ignore their marriage. And this causes problems. So it's so important to stay a couple by having one or more nights together alone. Karen, thank you so much for joining us. Um, where can people find you if they'd love to get a hold of you, or grab a copy of your book, and so forth? Yeah, Laura, thank you. Um, so my name is Karen Solomon, S-O-L-O-M-O-N. That's Karen, K-A-R-E-N, KarenSolomon.com. And if you go there, whether you're single or coupled, you will find that you can download tips for dating if you're single, and tips for spicing up your relationships if you're coupled. So it's a good time to do that. And you can also, there's a link to get on my calendar. I would more, I would just love to help you, especially if you want a few tips for Valentine's Day and have a little strategy session with you. I do work with couples and with singles. And there's also a link to my book, Sexy, Sassy, and Starting Over, from my site. So again, it's KarenSolomon.com. And Solomon is all O's, S-O-L-O-M-O-N. And it's been so much fun being with you, Laura. Thank you for the invitation. Karen, thank you so much for joining me. It was such a great conversation. Um, and for everybody else, if you'd like to reach out to me, please uh, reach out to me on Instagram, official Laura Bellata, or check out my website, singleinthecity.ca, for upcoming events, matchmaking, and some coaching. All right, guys, have an amazing week and happy Valentine's Day. Ciao.